It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Available every week on britishicehockey.co.uk. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And on this week's show, we're going to be joined by Adam Keith, the head coach of the Belfast Giants, following their victory in the semi-finals of the Challenge Cup. And we're going to be discussing a four-point weekend in the National Division for the Raiders with their head coach, Sean Easton. All of that to come on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So uh, later we'll be joined by Sean Easton, head coach of the Raiders following their four-point weekend in the National Division just gone. And uh, Sean is also the head coach of the GB Under-18s men's side. So we'll be discussing that side of things later as well. But before that, let's go to the Challenge Cup. We've had one confirmed finalist for the Challenge Cup final now. That's the Belfast Giants. A 6-3 win on aggregate over the Guildford Flames. In the final, they'll either be taking on the Five Flyers or the Sheffield Steelers. The first leg of that semi-final took place on Wednesday. Five Flyers winning by three goals to two. And uh, the second leg will be taking place in February. But Belfast safely through to the final. And on Thursday, I caught up with the head coach at the Giants. It's a welcome back to the show to Adam Keefe. Well, Adam, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, congratulations, uh, Belfast Giants, through to another Challenge Cup final. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday. How, how was last night against Guildford? Yeah, I mean, obviously I would have liked that game to be a little less stressful. But obviously we knew that uh, Guildford was going to come and have a good push. We had our chances to kind of put that game away, but, uh, you know, their goalie had a good night. You know, but ultimately the guys got the job done and won the aggregate and put themselves into a final. And, you know, as I expressed to the team last night, that's, uh, they should be very proud of that because it's not easy to get to a final. It's certainly not easy to win it, but, you know, just the process of getting to the final when you go through the group stage and then you got to go through the quarterfinals and the semifinal aggregates. All right, obviously adds into games midweek, which, you know, lengthens your schedule and fatigues you. So, you know, the kudos goes to the players for 
for binding together and getting that job done against a, a very good Guildford team. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, going back to that that first leg last week, you know, to go to Surrey and beat them by by four goals to nil, um, that's an incredible result, really, and, and did set up the second leg quite nicely. But what what a performance in that first leg! Yeah, it certainly was, and it seemed like the guys were determined in that game. Um, we got the the lead, obviously, there, and we and then we protected it well. Uh, Guildford had a real good pushback. And then two big power play goals to really extend our lead and ultimately, you know, give us that that real good cushion going home. So I mean, it was a great it's a great performance. But even uh, at four nil, you know, there was a two minutes there at the very end where we were under some pressure, and uh, you know, the guys were sacrificing their body and, and doing the little things there to make sure that we got out of that game four nil and not four one and um, not give them life going into leg two. Yeah, and and speaking of you know giving them life and and leg two, I mean last night that that second period that, that seems to be where where Guildford started to go right that we we can get back in this. I mean how important was that that team talk between the second and, and third period because it feels like that that was where where Guildford had started to get a bit of belief back. Yeah, it was it was really important. I think you know going into the, the second and third, still up by two. It's relatively still pretty comfortable, but if if we didn't uh, get on our front foot and and start threatening ourselves and, and making sure that we're not playing uh, tentatively, uh, you know, we still needed to play smart to protect the lead, but we wanted to make sure that we're we're not just sitting back and waiting for them to to keep coming at us, and then obviously if they get one, it's a one goal game, so. We wanted to, to go at them, and, and 13 seconds into the third period, Mark Cooper uh, takes one to the net and scores. And, um, you know, that was a very big goal just for, for the mindset mentally for our group, but also for our crowd uh, erupted and got them into the game. And, and I think mentally, probably, you know, Guilford probably thinking, you know, can we do this? And, and you know, sometimes mentally, that's a big hurdle. Yeah, so through to another Challenge Cup final. I think this is the fourth in five years for, for Belfast. It's a, a happy uh, hunting ground, isn't it, the, the Challenge Cup? Um, and it's crucially going to be at the SSE Arena as well. Um, I mean, you mentioned the crowd there last night. I mean, how, how important do you reckon that, that side of things is going to be when, when the final is going to be held in Belfast? Yeah, it's a, it's crucial. I mean, you know, we, we really pushed the guys hard uh, during the round-robin stage to make sure that we finished first. Um, and it wasn't easy, you know, coming out of the, the Champions League and then back into the, the Challenge Cup group stage. You know, all those trips to Scotland, you think about them now, and I think we we won a few of those, you know, I think maybe in a shootout and, and in overtime. And you think about those points now, you know, if we drop those, we would not have home ice advantage. So, um, you know, that hard work and that dedication by the players pays off. Now they get to have one at home. You know, but that that being said, it doesn't mean it's a given. You know, it's going to be a very difficult uh, task, whoever we play against. Regardless if it's at home or not, it's a one-off game. Anybody can win it. And we're going to have to be at our best. Yeah, it's a, it could either be Fife or, or Sheffield in, in the final. Obviously, Fife uh, took a 3-2 lead into the second leg, but uh, a long way to go, uh, as we all know, in this game. Uh, so what does it mean for... For yourself, Adam, that you know Belfast have got this uh, this avenue for for another piece of silverware potentially in March. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the group. I think you know we've been through a lot uh, this season with some of the changes as a group, and uh, to come this far and and to put ourselves into a final, I'm excited for for this group of players to get that opportunity. You know, um, 
like I said, it, it, it's special just to get to the final. It's extra special to win it, um, obviously. But, you know, just to get there and experience that sellout crowd uh, at home, um, it's going to be a great atmosphere, and we want to make sure that uh, we give ourselves every chance to win it. No, great stuff. And, and best of luck in in that final. We'll probably speak a, ahead of that game uh, when it gets announced there. Uh, but can we touch upon league matters as well, Adam, while, while we've got you here? And uh, yep. it would be remiss of me not to discuss uh, Saturday night in Nottingham. Um, quite a remarkable game, uh, really, <laughs> coming from behind to, to beat the Panthers. Um, I mean, that's that's a proper roller coaster of, of a match, I'm going to suggest, from the bench for yourself. Yeah, it's not one that's fun for uh, for anybody really. Uh, maybe the fans, uh, but I don't think I think both coaches and probably both teams went through a roller coaster of emotions throughout that game. Um, ultimately, we we come back into that game and and really show a, a true character comeback. And it, it took uh, you know a spark to get us going and and to really get that belief going that we could make a comeback and and uh it was great to see and uh, i think it'll end up being a real crucial game in terms of you know bringing this team together and and the confidence to know that we can come back in the games if we find ourselves behind but you know most coaches will say that we don't want to find ourselves chasing the game like that very often no i mean what's that i mean you mentioned it there and i i, I put a word in your mouth with roller coaster but when you know when you're in a game like that where you're three nil down I mean, there's there's still 35 minutes left at that point. I mean, there's there is a spirit to to your team this year. It feels like. Yeah, I mean, if you, we, it's not ideal that you give up leads early. Um, the one positive about giving up a, a two or three goal lead, you know, within the first 10 minutes or in the first period, is there's a lot of hockey left to be played. So you know, if we find our game, you know, there's every opportunity to to find your way back into that game. So that. You know, going into that second period, obviously, we wanted to make sure we came out and and uh, played more like ourselves and played on our front foot. And I felt we really started to play there. And uh, I thought Mark Cooper had a fantastic game. And I thought everybody else kind of followed suit. And then everybody started to play well and play bigger and more confident. And we won some puck battles, took some pucks to the net. And, you know, things just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, we had some big saves from, from Beskarani to, to kind of keep us in that hunt for that game and you know it was a great character comeback and and those are the types of things that that can really propel you on to further success in the future yeah because how, how tricky has this period been where you you know you play not to give in the quarterfinals you then got to play him in the league you've got you know guildford i mean it must it must be tricky and, and you know the results suggest so that tricky to get any momentum going with these one-off games that you've got to be up for and then getting back to the bread and butter stuff of the league i mean how difficult has that been over over the last couple of months or so yeah, I mean, it's not easy to add these games in midweek where people who are not uh, in the semifinals are not having to play these Wednesday games. But, you know, that's the price of success, and, and we wouldn't have it other, any other way. You know, yes, it adds games to the schedule, and it's a bit of a distraction from the league, but, we, you know, every trophy that's up for grabs, we want to be involved in. And sometimes the price of success is you're going to have to work a little harder and you're going to be a little bit more sore. But, you know, we try to give the players as much rest as possible 
when the schedule allows for it to kind of make up for that, you know, whether it be physically or mentally, that when they get to weekends like this weekend here against Sheffield, that, you know, we, we are prepared to, to empty the tank. Yeah, and, uh, you know, last time we spoke, we were talking about you juggling European competition and that. I mean, that's that's a sign of a successful team, isn't it? And when you've got players, I mean, you mentioned Mark Cooper. Um, the, you know, there's Grant Cooper, isn't there? Dave Goodwin, of course. I've started listing. I shouldn't really list. I'll miss players off. But it's a, it's a good roster you've got this year. And, you know, this this is a big weekend coming up against Sheffield, isn't it? This double header. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think this year in particular, it's uh, probably the first time that we've probably been this late into the season. And there's, you know, really four to five teams that that could win this thing. And I think that, uh, you know, that adds its different dynamic, you know, whereas in the past, it's maybe down to two teams by now or three teams. You know, and now there's just multiple teams and, and every other teams are fighting to make the playoffs or, or for position and into the playoffs. It just means that every single game is, is, is a playoff game. And, um, you know, the team that that comes to that realization the fastest and, and finds that consistency in these big games is going to be the team that is in at the end. Yeah, and is that is that the the target now? I mean, obviously the gap between yourselves and and Guildford at the, up at the top is is six points, which you know as as we know uh, with the schedule can can quickly evaporate a lead like that. I mean, is that is that your next target after making this cup final now to to close that gap? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think you know we've started to chip away here at that gap. I think you know two months ago it was thirteen points, you know so. We are we have chipped away at that, and and Guilford has has lost some key games, and you know Sheffield has lost some key games, and we've lost some key games, you know, to to main it so that the gap kind of stayed the same. So you know it, it does come down to consistency, and um, we're going to see. There's going to be a lot of big games this, this weekend's two big games against Sheffield. Next weekend we have Guilford, uh, Fife after that who's fighting to make the playoffs. So you know every game becomes more important each each weekend so it's so managing the bodies managing the the energy level so that we can be at our best each game yeah this is when it really ramps up isn't it the, these next couple of months and adam last question how much are you looking forward to this you know you've you've got this title race here up at the top of the elite league you're through to the challenge cup final again uh, how much are you looking forward to, to what's coming up in the next couple of months in the challenge at belfast yeah it's going to be a great run in i think uh, we're really excited i think that we've made some changes that have improved the club and uh, you know, now that there's be a little bit of team building going forward, obviously, because there's some new phases in there and guys need to settle in and we need to find the right, correct lines that are going to push us there. But um, we like the, the look of the group and we like the energy. We like the room. And this is the group that's going to get the job done or or fall short. And uh, we're excited for that uh, that hunt. Great stuff. Well, Adam Keith, head coach of the Belfast Giants, a big congratulations again on making it through to the Challenge Cup final. Uh, all the best in, in the coming matches and a big thank you for joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Cheers. Thanks, Ben. Adam Keith, there, head coach of the Belfast Giants, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. Let's go to the National Division now and a brilliant weekend just gone for the Raiders in their doubleheader against Basingstoke it was a four point weekend a 5-3 victory at the Bisons on Saturday was followed up in Romford with a 7-2 victory over Basingstoke and let's catch up now with the head coach at the Romford Club and it's a welcome back to the show to Sean Easton well Sean a big thank you for joining us and uh, congratulations on, on a brilliant weekend just gone uh, in, in the National Division I mean how was the double header against Basingstoke? This Saturday was tough uh, their place tough ice to play on um, we got control of the game 
kind of late on the third period and overturned uh, a 3-1 deficit. But we got the win in the end. And Saturday at home, was a very feisty game, a little bit boiled over from Saturday. But we took control early on and kind of put the game to bed. I mean, how important was this game? Because uh, these these two matches and, and, and the victories themselves, because I think, you know, the likes of, of Basingstoke and throwing Bristol as well, you know, a good win against Bristol uh, the weekend earlier. I think that teams like Basingstoke and Bristol had aspirations of, of catching yourselves. So, I mean, that, that kind of dents their aspirations, I'm going to suggest. Yeah, I keep saying to the boys, it's, we've got to find our motivation because the teams we're playing that below us are fighting for a playoff spot. The teams we're playing that are above us are fighting for a league title. So the tempo of the game this side of Christmas really changes. So every, every time we're playing a game, there's there's a reason for that other team to really step it up a gear. But it was an important couple of weekends for us. Obviously, we dropped dropped the points up in Bristol week before that overturned the results on the Sunday. But it's an important because it opens up that gap. It kind of it gives us a bit of self belief and confidence to hold that position now. And we ourselves we're chasing that fifth spot to get that playoff run we want. And with regards to just how um, these victories have happened, I mean, one of the things that's very noticeable at the moment about the Raiders is um, you're not afraid to score. Let, let's put it that way. I was just trying to work it out then how many goals you've scored. I think it's 25 in in four matches, uh, which is is quite impressive, if rough maths is correct. While you were just talking, then I was trying to add it up. So apologies <laughs> if I got that bit wrong. Let's say you've scored a lot, though. Yeah, no, we've, um, we've got naturally gifted players on our team uh, quite a deep lineup for the goal scorer in front uh, all three lines producing goals for us it's a confidence thing again if we start the game well and we kind of play with a lead we find ourselves scoring in bunches and there has been a few droughts across the year where we're just struggling to put the buck in the net but overall like, our goal scoring has been it's been good for us I mean I think every game we've won so far we've scored six goals plus so yeah I mean it's huge for us it's it's a it's all momentum and we kind of score in, in bunches. Like if the first goes in, you're looking probably one to two minutes later, our second one goes in. Big momentum team. And I mentioned where um, you know Basingstoke and Bristol were and, and, and their aspirations. You're obviously um, well inside the playoffs now, I, I'm going to suggest in six. Um, but, you know, two points behind uh, Swindon, not too far away from, from Sheffield, who, who obviously you play this weekend. I mean, where are your aspirations as we head into this uh, these closing stages of, of the regular season? We want to nick that fifth spot off Swindon. That's kind of our next target of securing fifth. We want that fourth, fifth playoff run. We want to try and avoid the top three teams where we can. But yeah, our, our aspirations nick that fifth spot and kind of get the that playoff run we want. I mean, you mentioned before about you, you're taking on teams who've got targets and and you know things that they can they can look at over the hill and go that that's our target right there i mean it's it's tricky being where the raiders have been but as the points start to close up a bit how how useful is that to have targets like like swindon and like sheffield oh, it's a great motivation because there's a reason and purpose to like we played swindon a couple of weeks back now and we knew that kind of them points were huge for us to really close the gap on swindon we come out with the win but it, it just gives you that added incentive to really kind of give you that extra 10% to push on. And we'll come back to this weekend's matches for the Raiders in in, in a second and, and you know, how, what, what's your thoughts heading into those matches? But just to put uh, you, you, your Raiders hat to one side for a second and put your GB under 18 head coach on, Sean, if that's all right. Um, obviously, in the last couple of weeks, you've, you've announced your squad 
for that tournament coming up in April. Um, I mean, how was that, that selection process o- over the last couple of months since since we last spoke? It's tough. I mean, we obviously we had our three-day camp over Christmas. We got to see probably 99% of the players trialling. There was a couple that weren't available. Um, and that just meant we got home and we spoke to coaches abroad for the players that are playing in them teams. We watched a lot of video on these players. And it, it's not as simple as just selecting the best players. It's You're selecting the right team. You're trying to fulfil the roles needed within the games. Uh, you're looking for your good four checkers, your PK, your top end guys, your goal scorers, your PP guys. You're just trying to build that puzzle up and it's tough. Every year's tough. I mean, you're always looking at five different names outside the squad that could make a difference to your team. What do they add? And like I said, it's about putting them pieces of the puzzle together and making sure you've got everything you need out there to combat every situation that's going to be thrown at you. I mean, this is the thing we have to mention, the fact it's it wasn't just the, the December uh, camps, was it? There was there were the camps in the summer that we spoke about the last time you were on and so many players you have to, you have to look at. It's not just their abilities, is it? It's, it's about how they fit into the, the overall puzzle. It must be like being a Crystal Maze contestant at times, I'd imagine, Sean. That's it. You're, sometimes you're not even looking at the hockey aspects. You're looking at how are they over a long period. Like We designed our Christmas camp to be a three-day camp little bit longer than what it normally would be but how well are people performing on day three sleeping in a hotel eating food that's produced for them they're not choosing what they get to eat and it's we're looking at that long term we go away for two weeks and what we don't need is someone that's really restless that can't sleep when they're away that struggle eating food they don't like to eat and just looking at their energy levels Um, and then you're looking at the guys that buy into what you want to do on the ice and people that buy into the team ethos then you there's minute details and mental strength and who can overcome adversity so there's so much you're looking at through these players to kind of be as prepared as you can to go away yeah and it's, it's the levels they're all playing at as well i mean there's there's players based uh, in north america in 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 europe um but you know, there's there's players who've got uh, elite league uh, clubs, but also are, are playing more regular hockey at the national division, and uh, perhaps up in Scotland and that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's it's a broad mix of of players that you've had to select from. So, um, how excited should fans of British ice hockey be that uh, you know players are being developed uh, across the country and across the world like like they have been doing? Yeah, it's, it's always an exciting time. Like, it's like pre-season for your domestic league. It's it's the anticipation of what you could do and can do with what you've got. It's good that we're getting this high in talent coming through the programmes. We we had a conscious decision this year of we've done our summer camps and we didn't want to see them again till Christmas because at under-18 level, a lot can happen. Because in the summertime, they're not guaranteed to play any senior hockey at all. But by the time we see them at Christmas, you kind of figure out what their season looks like and how many games they're playing, who they're training with. Um, like There's a few guys in the under-18 setup now that, they wouldn't have known in the summer where they would have been. Uh, and it's worked out that they've been playing National League hockey all year, getting good minutes and playing critical roles. So it's waiting long enough to find out what this path or what this journey for the player is going to look like. And ultimately, it's down to game time, who you're playing with, the experience you're gaining from it, and the minutes you're playing. What's what's the next step for, for you then as as the, the head coach of the GB under-18s before April? Do you, do you meet up again? Uh, I mean, what, what's, the, what's the next stages? Yes, yeah, so we've got a two-day camp in February. Um, unfortunately, we don't get to see any of the players playing abroad because it's still mid well, in their season, so they'll ultimately be missing their games and training. So it'll just be the British-based players. Um, what we'll also have is a few of the underage players 
training with us and just kind of getting that experience and knowledge under them ready for the season next. I mean, we'll catch up ahead of that tournament in April, but uh, just for the listeners' benefit, obviously it's uh, Croatia, Lithuania, Romania, Serbia and Spain, uh, you know, group winners getting promoted to Division 1. When do you start looking at your opponents and, and, and that side of things? I mean, a bit closer to the time, I'm going to imagine, but who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, two to three, four months ago. The under-20s tournament, Croatia, Lithuania, they had a large number of under-18s playing for the under-20s. Um, Croatia's top goal scorer was playing for the under-20s, and he was the 20s top goal scorer. So it's going to be tough. Um, there's a lot of these nations that are kind of looking ahead of time and getting a lot of younger guys in their in their setups. The guys from Lithuania, the guys from Croatia, will already be a tournament ahead of us because they've played under-20s. Um, obviously, Croatia getting gold in there under-20s tournament. So it's going to be tough for us. And obviously, Sean, we'll, we'll catch up ahead of that tournament, uh, but uh, keep up the excellent work and uh, big good luck uh, with those uh, camps uh, in February as well, ahead of that tournament. Uh, but let's put your, your, your Raiders hat back on. Uh, you're a busy man, Sean, aren't you? So thank you, thank you so much for, for wearing both hats for this interview. Uh, back, to, back to this weekend. Um, firstly, away at Sheffield Steel Dogs on Saturday, a home game against Hull on, on Sunday. The Steel Dogs game, that's that's a big game, isn't it? I mean, what, what's your thoughts on, on this one on Saturday? Again, talking about catching that fifth spot, Sheffield are a team we could catch if we hit uh, really good form in the last 20 games. It's an important game. I mean, for us, they're Brucey bonus points. They're the ones that kind of leap us up the table uh, against Sheffield. And then obviously Hull, it's keeping them guys below us. It's keeping them two points on the board for us to get that ultimate goal we want. And uh, with regards to uh, the, the mood at the club at the moment, I'm imagining it's it's pretty good with not just victories, but but the nature of the victories, certainly entertaining games at the Raiders. Um, Hull Seahawks on, on Sunday, mm-hmm. the crowd are going to be a big help for you, I'm imagining, in your goal for another four-point weekend. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of belief right now at the club. Uh, the Sunday Badenstoke game just gone. The crowd was electric. It was uh, busy. There's, a, like I said, a lot of belief, a lot of excitement of what we're doing this year and what we could do come the end of the season. So it's a fun time right now being at Romford. Yeah, I bet it is. And, and Sean, just a, a last question. Um, how much are you looking forward to this next bit of the season? You know, the GB under-18s is, is one thing, an amazing tournament to come in, in April. But before that, there's this potential for, you know, not just making the playoffs, but making the playoffs well. Um, how much are you looking forward to this, this second half of the season at the Raiders? Oh, immensely. This is this is kind of why we do it. This is the business end of the season now, and this is uh, the most important bit. So the team's settled. Everyone's team should be settled now. There's no more kind of movements come the end of the month. It's it's all focused now on where you want to be at the end of the year. Good stuff. Well, Sean Easton, uh, head coach of the Raiders, as well as the Great Britain Under-18s team, a big, big thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us on this week's show, and uh, all the best this weekend. Thanks, Ben. Cheers. Sean Easton there, head coach of the Raiders and the Great Britain under-18s men's side, joining us here on this week's edition of the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And that's it for this week's show. A big thank you to both Adam and Sean for joining me this week. Remember, for all the latest goings-on from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can visit the website www.britishicehockey.co.uk. But I've been Ben, and you'll make sure you all have a lovely and safe weekend. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.